Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. All right. Well, hello, Miss Allen. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for meeting with me today. No problem. Um, I'm Yolanda Johnson of Beyond Measure LLC, and this is Can You See Me? Women, Leadership, and Race. And um, what we do is I find folks, especially women in the community, who are doing some great things and who have done some great things that other women want to hear about. And so today I get to sit down with Tracy Allen of Reclaiming Hope in Baltimore City, Maryland. And uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to laugh a little bit and, and talk a little bit about what Tracy's doing and how she chose to do the things that um, she's doing. And just listen up because this is going to be really good. One of the things I really love about Tracy is her candid frankness. And I like that about her. So Tracy, tell the folks who you are and what you do. Let's start there. So I'm Tracy Allen. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I'm a Morgan Bear. Yeah, okay, um, Morgan, shout them out. <laughs> I also went to University of Maryland School of Social Work, the best school of social work. <laughs> um, I can remember uh, initially going to college wanting to be a doctor. Um, I realized math and science didn't mm -hmm. like me in college, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so I had to change my major, and I got in my social work courses, and I remember telling my professor, I don't want to work with children, uh -huh. I don't want to work with drug addicts, and uh -huh. I don't want to work with old people. Okay, okay. So she said, well, what are you going to do? Right, I'm like, right. I don't know. I have uh -huh. no idea. Right, right. Um, I ended up having to do an interview. Um, mm -hmm. I interviewed, I think it was Pat Wilson, who used to be over B-Cars. Okay. And she gave me an article. It was about a homicidal four-year-old kept mm. trying to kill his sibling. Mm -hmm. um, and I, for the life of me, I could not figure out how a child could become so violent so young. Mm -hmm. So it kind of piqued my interest. And from there, I kind of started working with children and... I realized that older children, juvenile offenders, you know, was mm -hmm. my thing. So I kind of bounced around the state of Maryland for a while. And then I landed at Juvenile Services with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> And yes. Um, then I went from there to the school system mm -hmm. for a few years. And then I was in D.C. government for about that. two years. I saw that. So, and that was with more juvenile offenders, um, which was an adjustment. Because from DJS in Baltimore to there is a huge transition like mm -hmm. it's different the way they do things right and then i just got tired of numbers mm -hmm. like i'm not a numbers person okay so when it comes i'm more concerned about outcomes so when it comes down to numbers and statistics and data and all of those things like i get that you need those you know for the qualitative aspects but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have no interest in that yeah you know that's so funny it's two things that i'm gonna um ask you about in a second you mentioned transition and then you just mentioned numbers and a lot of times even in nonprofit, you know we have to talk about what's quantitative what's qualitative right but then also what's quantitative what what's the human aspect right. so when people ask me about qualitative and quantitative data i'm like okay here you go but now what's the human aspect mm -hmm. and so i love that you say that but talk about transition because you mentioned a few transitions in there. <laughs> so you were at state government and Department of Juvenile Services here in Baltimore City mm -hmm. with me. And that's how we met. 
And um, Tracy was always a great professional. Like you were always professional, right? And um, we always sometimes had to have some tough moments, Mm -hmm. right? Because we were working in in a place where sometimes the environment even led to um, just having those tough moments and having to have those candid conversations. But those folks who were consistent professionals Mm -hmm. are the ones who really stood out. And then the other thing that I really like about you is that you're able to work with people across any type of discipline and Mm -hmm. aisle and (laughs) and socioeconomic status and education. It doesn't matter. Where does that come from? Um, I've always had a niche for people and Mm -hmm. wanting to help people down to being little when somebody falls outside running in the house to get my mother's Mm -hmm. (laughs) band-aids to patch them up. Um, I was, it's odd because I was somewhat of an introvert, mm. but I've migrated more towards being an ambivert. Yeah. So, you know, I can jump out there. I can have, you know, my good engagement and have a good time. Um, but, you know, I still have to kind of go into myself a little mm-hmm. bit. But I guess I en- I find the humor in a lot of things. Yeah. So that helps with reaching people, you know, mm-hmm. finding humor in things and just being relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just me as a person being relatable, like getting into this field. I wasn't a worker who had, you know, some sort of trauma myself or a mm-hmm. hard life. Mm-hmm. I had amazing parents. Um, I see that. I've always had everything I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, everything so, I needed, so everything I wanted. Yeah, I still am. My oh. parents are, <laughs> my parents are still there. Like they do everything they possibly can for my brother and I uh-huh. probably get on their nerves, but right. Um, you know, that kind of, I think, structure and just being humble about mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never felt like I'm above, you I know, like being out there. And I'm the one that's going to come down in the hood mm-hmm. to get my kids because I've done it. Mm-hmm. And they all, they, it's gotten to, it got to the point where one of my kids, the guys on the corner would say, yo, your people's around here again. Oh my, but wait a minute, before <laughs> you keep going, tell the people who your kids are. That's what I love. Um, my kids are the kids that I work with in schools, uh, the detention facilities, um, former kids. My number has been the same probably for 20 years because wow. so many people have that number and mm-hmm. I won't change it. Um, I've always called the kids that I work with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you're mine, you're mine. Right. That's it. Um, right. It doesn't matter. I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. You're still one of my kids. Mm-hmm. So. It's just, I don't have any children, so those are my children. One yeah. of my kids told me, she said, you don't need children, you have us. Yeah, I you said, got, you got a lot. I guess. You... <laughs> they wear me out, but, you know, it's, it's worth it. But you love it. I see I how you talk about them on Facebook. I mm-hmm. see that. And I see how you talk about your parents and how you honor them. That, that's really good. Um, so we're going to get a little bit into mental health in the black community, okay. right? And we know that mental health is an issue across the board. Yes. But talk about... Um, how mental health in the black community shows up. How is it showing up? What are you seeing? So right now, my biggest population of people are um, uh, adults who are in recovery. Okay. Um, I'm finding that a lot of um, trauma has mm-hmm. to do with um, the things that are going on in the city right now. Um, the big thing is stigma. Wow. Um, nobody wants to be labeled as crazy, whatever right. crazy is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it becomes difficult to say, you know, I need help. I want to talk about it. 
Getting therapy is taboo in the black culture anyway mm-hmm. because, you know, grandma always said what happens in the house stays in the stays house. Stays in the house. You know, right. you don't tell right. anybody your business. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you see it in the news media, it's always portrayed as kind of a, until recently, a bad thing, right. you know, to have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as of late, because so many celebrities have committed suicide and... You know, you have these movements now who are advocating for therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, the Me Too movement, they are, you know, making a whole lot of noise. Right. So, you know, now it's like therapy, therapy, therapy. Now it's the end thing now. You know, right. it's this year alone, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to go to therapy. Like, you know, make their New Year's resolutions. I'm going to go to the gym. So mm-hmm. for some people, that's been therapy, mm-hmm. which is good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I find, you know, in the community that a lot of it is trauma, poverty, and coping skills. Mm-hmm. Trauma, poverty, and coping skills. Mm-hmm. Wow. Talk about poverty and how that has shown up. So, <clears throat> a lot of the common charges now among juvenile offenders are, you know, is robbery. Mm-hmm. They're snatching phones. I'm hearing They're more snatching about that. Yeah. purses. Mm-hmm. Um, not stealing cars, but not so much. It's things that they can sell and get mm-hmm. money for. Mm-hmm. Um it's easy to take somebody else's stuff. It's hard to go get a job and I'm 15. Right. And, right. you know, mom doesn't have any money. I have siblings who need to eat. Mm-hmm. So my only choice is I'm either going to sell drugs or take it from somebody else. Right. You know, it, it's, it becomes one of those survival. You know, I have to survive whatever I have to, you know, mm-hmm. I do whatever I need to do to survive. Right. Um, poverty, when you are poverty stricken, the most natural thing is to steal, mm-hmm. which you in turn get a charge. So then that, pulls you into the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, the coping skills, a lot of the kids are coming from parents who are victims of trauma, mm-hmm. who've never dealt with their trauma, so who true. are having a hard time, you know, adjusting to life mm-hmm. because of their trauma. Because a lot of times, the trauma you endured, you're still looking at the people who've done it. Whether it's somebody so in the neighborhood, somebody in the family, Ooh, you know, you're still looking at it, so you don't get a chance to recover. Mm-hmm. So it's always you're on guard, you're always angry, and this is the household that the kids come up, so they're mm-hmm. taught to be angry. And and they're constantly re-traumatized right. because they may have to look at that person exactly. who has done those things. That's so huge. Um, and then you also mentioned taboo, right? How we just are told for so long what happens in here stays in here mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't, you know, talk about or air family, dirty mm-hmm. laundry and all of that. Well, it's time to clean the laundry. Absolutely. Right? It's time Absolutely. to clean the laundry and get past issues because otherwise it's going to continue to manifest yep. generationally. Talk and about that's what I'm saying. Talk about those generational issues. That's what I'm saying. That. I have clients now who have children mm-hmm. who are... Um, who have essentially suffered through their addiction. Mm. So they were separated from their mother or father young. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents are trying to get clean now. And that conflict is there. Because, you know, as a parent, you want your children to respect you and honor mm-hmm. you. But the children don't. Because right. you were not there. You did not raise me. You know, you didn't do anything. Right. You just come around now and you expect me to adjust to who you are now. No, we have to get to know each other mm-hmm. again. It's a process. So, it is. And mm-hmm. it is. That's a difficult process. Because a lot of the parents want to be active in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to be a part. But you have adult children now. Mm-hmm. Who have children of their own. Right. So, they really don't need that from you. And that's a big thing that I tell them in recovery listen recovery is first mm-hmm. you can't force relationships even if it's your child mm-hmm. go with the flow let them pull you in on the things that they want to pull you in don't try right. to force yourself into it because it becomes overbearing mm-hmm. and then i have you know parents who 
end up relapsing mm-hmm. because they don't know life sober. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to deal with those behaviors that their children have because you had mental health issues. Now your child has severe mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Great job getting your child back into right. your custody, right. but you don't know how to deal with this child now. Mm-hmm. So as a result, you know, you're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. No, you don't go back and use, but you aren't necessarily being the most patient parent either so right. here comes the verbal abuse mm-hmm. and the physical abuse mm-hmm. so I'm kind of watching these patterns go you know around and around like the dynamic is the same mm-hmm. and a lot of them end up relaxing wow. because it's so difficult just to deal with life life when you can flow through and you kind of on a cloud and nothing else matters mm-hmm. you know you're okay mm-hmm. you dealing with the guilt of not being there but I can go get high and then that guilt is gone it's gone for but that moment for that moment mm-hmm. but then you know facing life you know now mm-hmm. it's difficult and then you know you, the opposite side you have a bunch of angry children mm-hmm. who are tired of their parents letting them down right right or who have an absent parent and they're upset about this absent parent mm-hmm. so the present parent is getting the blues because you know they're the, the you know that's the person you take everything out on. Oh yeah. Oh So yeah. it's like it 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 is a cycle of I, I see a wide gamut of things, and then I have a lot of adults now, which is so funny to me. They tell mm-hmm. me my daughter needs therapy. She's doing this. She's doing that. And then when I talk to the kid and I talk to the parent, mm-hmm. I'm like, the the parent needs the therapy. Yeah. You're yeah. having a hard time letting your child grow up. Mm-hmm. Your child is oh, growing oh. up. All right, Tracy. Now don't don't be messing with me. <laughs> Because um, I have had that issue, you know, um, when my children, I'm like, they, they're getting grown. They don't really need, they mm-hmm. don't need me anymore. And, but I had to get to the point of, okay, I am still their mother, right. but I parent them differently. They don't need me to parent them. They exactly. need me to be their mom. Exactly. And that's it, you know, in a different phase in their life. Yeah. That's a tough transition. Um, and I see that with um, folks who... Um, Everything is about their kids, yep. and that's really good. But at the same time, when we do that, when they grow up, we're like, "Yep, who am I outside of being a mother?" Absolutely, right? Yep. And so that leads into, um, you know, you talked about those addictions and about poverty and the stuff that we can see mm-hmm. those those mental health issues that we can see that manifest in like mm-hmm. crime and all of that. But what about those of us? who put on our suits or put on our Mac and our lipstick mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And then we have not dealt with some issues. How is that showing up? Because Kate Spade, mm-hmm. um, what, what's my boy from CNN? You know, how are those things, you know, the one who, um, uh, what's his name? Anthony Bourdain. Okay. Yeah. How are those things showing up? Tracy, talk a little bit about that. And, and maybe what, what are we missing? Um, it's usually anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the workforce. My specialty in college was EAP. Mm. So I tell, did the tell training. Them what um, is. It's an yeah, employee assistance that. program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually most jobs have that wellness benefit where you can mm-hmm. get therapy for um, four to six sessions for free and then they refer mm-hmm. you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's designed like most federal jobs have that component there. So mm-hmm. if you have an issue, you can go and get some help or. Um, your job, the managers can refer you mm-hmm. there if you're having an issue that's affecting workplace um, performance. Because mm-hmm. the object is productivity. Okay. You want to make sure that the productivity does not end. Mm-hmm. Um, so jobs use that as an avenue to help get their employees mm-hmm. stabilized. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing that it, it manifests with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, with the worrying. Yeah. Um, you know, everything has to be one way. 
um, the hypervigilance, like I have to do these things this way all the time. It's, it becomes kind of obsessive mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that people can see. Um, you have a lot of people who will go to their primary care physicians to get prescribed an antidepressant or, you know, mm-hmm. a low dosage of an anti-anxiety medication right. because they don't want to go to a therapist. They don't mm-hmm. want to go to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, I always advocate, you know, for that if you can afford it, mm-hmm. pay out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Go see a therapist. That way it's mm-hmm. not in your universal record. You know, a lot of people are worried about, I don't want that on my record. Oh. Well, if you pay out of pocket for it, mm-hmm. then it's not on your universal record. I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. not on your universal record. Okay. Because there's no way for me to, who's a, who's verifying? No okay. insurance has it. Okay. So it's just kept with me. Mm-hmm. And some people are more comfortable with paying out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of therapists have sliding scale fees or, mm-hmm. you know, they can negotiate with their self-pay mm-hmm. rates. But don't. Talk yourself out of it, be right. out of fear. Mm-hmm. But the workplace, oh my goodness! Like in those managers who have those issues, it's a lot of higher ups, oftentimes. Yes, that, that have so those true. issues, yeah. and they make work a horrible place mm-hmm. for everybody else. Yeah. Yesterday on my live, I mentioned something about um, you know that love of self and how if you are dissatisfied with yourself. It's going to show up in how you lead folks, yeah. right? You're going to lead with fear. You're going to lead with um, with uh, trying to instill fear in other people, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Because if you're coming from a place of loving yourself, you're going to com- have to show more compassion yeah. for other people. Wow, that's really good. And I've had managers like that that yeah. try to lead with fear mm-hmm. instead of actually caring about their staff. Mm-hmm. Um, as a manager, I, the, my last job, you know, one of the other managers used to say, well they like you they like you like Mm -hmm. it was always a they like you you know they don't really like me they like you and I'm Mm -hmm. like we have real conversation like to me of course there's a distinction between me being a manager and you know one of the front line staff one of the case managers but I ask them if they're okay you know I remember Mm -hmm. the little things about them yes um just simple things like post-it notes. When I left, they used to say, well, who's going to put the post-it notes on the folder assignments Aww. now? Because mm-hmm. I had, everybody had a nickname. So mm-hmm. that's the nickname I would put on, you know, the, mm-hmm. the post-it note. Like, those little things matter. People want to feel cared about, especially mm-hmm. working with millennials. Yeah. Feelings. Everything mm-hmm. is about feeling. It has yeah. to feel good. Yeah, that vibe. Yes, right? it has to they, feel they, they good. They need that vibe. Yeah. So it's like, you know, give people that. Uh-huh. You know, people yeah. will give you back so much more, invest so much more Man, if you true. just give that out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I do that with my clients. Yeah, but you got to be healthy yep. in order to bring that to work. Yep. You got to be healthy yourself because then you're going to cause an environment where you make other people unhealthy Absolutely. and not want to come to work. Wow. That's so, so, so good. So good. Um when do folks need to seek counseling? And I know there's probably not a one catch answer for that, but what are some of the things that we should be looking for in ourselves when we say, you know what, it's time, it's time. So I think when it gets to the point where it's messing with your day-to-day functioning, mm-hmm. um, you notice a change in your appetite, mm-hmm. you notice that you're not really sleeping, mm-hmm. you notice that you can't really concentrate at work. Like these thoughts that you're having are a daily thing and majority of the day and nothing seems to soothe you. Mm -hmm. If you're having these random bouts of physical illness all of a sudden Mm -hmm. that you never had, stomach aches, headaches, skin rashes, Mm -hmm. um, 
the all of those sorts of things are usually psychosomatic, which means that there's no physical cause, right. but it's a mental cause. Right. The mind can cause so many things. So true. So when your day to day is being affected, mm -hmm. it's time. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. You know, I can remember one time where um, I was going through something and, you know, I had heard from my friends about depression and mm -hmm. what that was and always talked to them about it and all that other kind of stuff. But this one particular day, Tracy, I couldn't get out of the bed. Yep. I could not get out of the bed. And I said, what is the matter with me? No, I'm not depressed. You know, I can't right. be depressed, all of that. And I had to pray to God like, okay. If you help me get one foot out, then I'm going to take the next foot out. And then when I did that, I was like, now it's time for me to go with there. Yep. Because this was a different, I can't get out of the bed. This yep. wasn't, I wasn't feeling good. You know, I knew that, okay, I had to pray, mm -hmm. but then I had to right. get to therapy. So talk about that. And, and that's another we, thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> as black people, most people, you uh -huh. know, you try to do things your way. Yeah. I'm going to pray about it and mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep praying and I'm going to yeah. keep praying mm -hmm. and I don't knock it by mm. all means, please mm -hmm. use the source of your strength. Yeah. But what happens when that doesn't work? And God gives us discernment. What happens when yes. that does not work? Yes. It becomes time to do something mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. um, you can pray all day long, but I mean, b biblically speaking, faith without works is dead. So if you aren't moving your feet mm -hmm. to go to the next thing, mm -hmm. you know, if he gives you the ability to get up and go to work and put your clothes on and get out of it. And that day you woke up and you didn't cry mm -hmm. and you could eat that day. Mm -hmm. You need to do something else so that that becomes mm -hmm. an everyday yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, because depression looks different in some people. Mm -hmm. It looks different in everybody. It yeah. looks different in some children mm -hmm. because people will say, well, my child is so angry. They're so mean, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. like, sometimes they're depressed. Well, yeah. he's not sad. Anger, depression doesn't, doesn't like always that. show up as sadness mm -hmm. in children. Yeah. It shows up as anger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like knowing those symptoms, mm -hmm. knowing your symptoms, if right. you have them. Like Google has everything. Oh, you know, yeah. WebMD has everything. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, granted, if you look at it, a lot of times you feel mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, like I need to admit myself somewhere. I am diagnosed with everything yes. up in here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to diagnose everybody around yes. me too. But yeah. it'll give you an idea of... Uh, um, you know what's going on yeah. and it'll tell you if you yeah. need to get help there are depression scales free scales that you can take online those quizzes mm -hmm. you know that'll kind of you know give you an idea mm -hmm. you know so you can kind of sit home and assess yourself right to right. see okay i need to go talk to somebody now right. you know right. i've gone to therapy myself mm -hmm. before you know mm -hmm. i was in a place after a breakup and mm -hmm. i'm just like i don't like who i'm becoming let me adjust my attitude yeah yeah, yeah. you know when people start mm -hmm. to tell you you know I met some guys and they're like, you're difficult. And it's three different guys that mm -hmm. you're difficult. And yeah. I'm like, well, at this point, it's not them, it's me. Mm -hmm. So I had to adjust my mm -hmm. adjust my crown for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just shifted a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Let me adjust myself. Yeah. And then I was doing one of the best things I ever did because mm -hmm. that therapy, all of that. And I had to pray to God like, okay, if you help me get one foot out, then I'm going to take the next foot out. And then when I did that, I was like, now it's time for me to go with there. Yep. Because this was a different, I can't get out of the bed. This yep. wasn't, I wasn't feeling good. You know, I knew that, okay, I had to pray, mm -hmm. but then I had to right. get to therapy. So talk about that. And, and that's another we, thing, yeah. you know, as black people, <laughs> most people, you uh -huh. know, you try to do things your way. Yeah. I'm going to pray about it and mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep praying and I'm going to yeah. keep praying mm -hmm. and I don't knock it. By all means, please mm -hmm. use the source of your strength. Yeah. 
But what happens when that doesn't work? And God gives us discernment. What happens when yes. that does not work? Yes. It becomes time to do something mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pray all day long, but I mean, b- biblically speaking, faith without works is dead. So if you aren't moving your feet mm-hmm. to go to the next thing, mm-hmm. you know, if he gives you the ability to get up and go to work and put your clothes on and get out of bed, and that's the day you woke up and you didn't cry, mm-hmm. and you could eat that day. Mm-hmm. You need to do something else so that that becomes mm-hmm. an everyday yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, because depression looks different in some people. Mm-hmm. It looks different in everybody. It yeah. looks different in some children. Mm-hmm. Because people will say, well, my child is so angry. They're so mean. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, sometimes they're depressed. Well, yeah. he's not sad. Anger, depression doesn't, doesn't like always that. show up as sadness mm-hmm. in children. Yeah. It shows up as anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like knowing those symptoms, mm-hmm. knowing your symptoms, if right. you have them. Like Google has everything. Oh, you know, yeah. WebMD has everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, granted, if you look at it, a lot of times you feel mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, like I need to admit myself somewhere. I am diagnosed with everything yes. up in here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to diagnose everybody around yes. me too. But yeah. it'll give you an idea of, uh, um, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And it'll tell you if you need yeah. to get help. There are depression scales, free scales that you can take online, those quizzes, mm-hmm. you know, that'll kind of. You know, give you an idea, mm-hmm. you know, so where you can kind of sit home and assess yourself right, to right. see, okay, I need to go talk to somebody now. Right, you know, right. I've gone to therapy myself mm-hmm. before, you know, mm-hmm. I was in a place after a breakup and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't like who I'm becoming. Let me adjust my attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when people start mm-hmm. to tell you, you know, I met some guys and they're like, you're difficult. And it's three different guys and mm-hmm. you're difficult. And yeah. I'm like, well, at this point, it's not them, it's me. Mm-hmm. So I had to adjust my mm-hmm. adjust my crown for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shift it a little yeah. bit. Let yeah. me adjust myself. Yeah. And then I was doing one of the best things I ever did because mm-hmm. that therapist, I send everybody I can send to her, I send mm-hmm. to her because she's amazing. Wow. wow. But, you know, sometimes you have to, and it does it's not a forever thing. No. I went no. to her probably four months mm-hmm. and I was together. Like, yeah. you know, you sometimes sometimes need that unbiased opinion mm. so somebody can help you because mm-hmm. therapy doesn't always mean we're going to sit and dig all the way through your past right. and all of those things. Right. I don't do that unless I absolutely have to if there mm-hmm. are traumas associated with mm-hmm. um the current behavior mm-hmm. then I'll dig. Right, right. But for the most part if it's surface things that we can deal with right now that involve mm-hmm. coping skills, yeah. I'll work with those mm-hmm. and then sometimes I have to go back and say, well, this is stemming from this. Yeah. What are we going to do about this? Mm-hmm. Cuz people are uncomfortable traveling backwards. Mm-hmm. But I go to them with the understanding that you're safe now. Mm-hmm. You're not that same little person. Right. Or teenager who couldn't advocate and protect themselves. Mm-hmm. You're safe now. Right. We're going back through a thought and we're coming back to present. Mm-hmm. And in present, you are safe and you are in control. Right. So I have to do a lot of prepping, mm-hmm. you know, beforehand. Right. But, you know, I address the surface issues, give you some coping skills. Because yeah. I don't feel like anybody should be a lifetime member of therapy. Oh, my gosh. On and on and on, over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Because at that point... It's I'm codependency. Sure. Yeah. You're not learning yeah. anything. It's mm-hmm. just you have a new friend now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's so good. Talk about, um, we talked about how 
it doesn't have a face because we mentioned, you know, a couple of celebrities, all of that. There is no face to it. Nope. There's no face to addiction. Nope. There's no face to any of that. And one of the things I wrote down, a couple of things I wrote down this morning is that mental health um, issues or depression um, shows up in not just addictions and not just, you know, committing crimes mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but also in our eating habits, yep. our spending habits. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. So people tend to mask their feelings like emotional eating. Mm -hmm. I'm an emotional eater. Are you? If I, yes. No way. Yes. yes. <laughs> if I have a what you like? Day, What's your go-to thing? French fries. Is it French fries from where? Hence the belly. This little belly <laughs> that I have. have yes, no I do. <laughs> but French fries. It doesn't uh -huh. even matter. Uh -huh. It doesn't even matter. I just mm -hmm. want French fries mm -hmm. or potato chips. Like that's my go-to. My yeah. emotional food. Like I'm okay. not a cake person, but right, right. that's my go-to. Mine is Twizzlers. Um, Everybody so if has you see their me online thing. with a good old bag of twizzlers, that yeah. means, you know, I'm trying to get through something. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But, you know, people eat or they drink. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that they're an alcoholic, per se. Right. Right. But that's their go-to, which right. can potentially lead to alcoholism. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everybody has their go-to thing. Um, even in terms of eating, mm -hmm. what we put into our bodies. So um, if you read certain books, watch certain documentaries, they speak to the effects of meat on the body. Mm -hmm. They speak to the effects of, um, you know, eating processed foods. Like all of those things, mm -hmm. you know, can affect how you feel oh, yeah. with the hormones because yeah. a lot of things go based around hormones. Man. Even with older, you know, women in your 30s and your 40s, mm -hmm. have your thyroid checked. Ah. Um, those hormones can produce depression and you have no idea where it's coming from. Anxiety wow. issues. You have yeah. no clue that those things, it could mm -hmm. be a medical issue. Mm -hmm. So another thing is keeping up on your health mm -hmm. because sometimes your medical issues can cause mental health mental issues. Mental health issues, exactly. So those physicals are important. Mm -hmm. Those gynecological exams are important. Mm -hmm. Stay up on all of those things. Mm -hmm. If you notice that you're on a birth control and that birth control has you absolutely out of your mind, it's mm -hmm. time to switch it. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to be in tune with what you're putting into your body as mm -hmm. well, being healthy, mm -hmm. finding, ex exercising. Uh, I had a cardiologist tell me that you don't have to run. You don't have to be a runner. He mm -hmm. said he walks. You know, yeah. 15 minutes a day, 30 mm -hmm. minutes a day, being physical makes you feel good. It mm -hmm. boosts those feel-good endorphins. Mm -hmm. And I know me, I'm a chronic excuse maker for exercise. Uh -huh. yeah, I despise yeah. exercise. Me too. But me I too. know what I feel like but if when it's I'm walking, doing it. Like it just leaves you walking, mm -hmm. you, we're good, right? Yep. Yeah, I love that. I yep. love that. But I like wow. yoga. Do so you? I had to find yeah. my niche with things that yeah. I actually like to do. Mm -hmm. Because going to go to a class that's doing CrossFit, I'm absolutely yeah, no. not mm -hmm. going to do it. Yeah, why, why do we even do that to <laughs> That's not, not my lane. You know, that's not somebody else's lane. But whatever it is that we can do to get moving, it really does help a yeah. lot. And talk about um, taking some time off, right? When I actually left the state, before I left the state government, um, Tracy, I had like over eight months of leave. And I, I thought I was doing good. I thought I was doing good until I told my doctor that when I got sick mm -hmm. and she took me out of work. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I got like eight something months of leave or whatever. And she's like, what? Why in the world exactly would you have that? I'm like, well, I had kids. If they got sick, I was by myself. I thought that mm -hmm. I should... She said, that means you're not taking care of yourself. Exactly. You're not taking off. Exactly. You know what I mean? Talk about that a little bit. Um... 
Well, for me, I never had leave because I always took it. <laughs> well, I'm like that now. So I take eight it now. months of leave would never, ever happen, ever. Yes, yes. Um, but I noticed that with me now, um, being self-employed, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm vigilant mm-hmm. about not working evening hours every day that's good um i'm vigilant about working on saturdays Mm -hmm. um i spread those out because i'm tired yeah um doing therapy is not a an extremely physical job but i use my brain all day Mm. i have to think around the things people are telling me to get Mm -hmm. to the bottom of that i have to think about the things that they're going to potentially say so i can counter that with something Mm -hmm. else like it's a constant mind game thing all that's draining that is very totally draining. draining. Yeah, and when I'm, I'm exhausted at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so if my day starts at maybe nine or ten o'clock, and that's my last client is done at seven, wow. I've literally been thinking like all day that's trying to figure day. things out, and then I may have clients, you know, on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, you know, I've been cutting out some things, places I was contracted with, cutting hours mm-hmm. because I'm like I need my days, yeah. I need my times because mm-hmm. I can't do a whole bunch of evening hours. Right. Which right. is kind of cut into me taking a bunch of children mm-hmm. because children need evening hours. Mm-hmm. And for me now, I'm first because I burned mm. myself up going yeah. to D.C., getting up mm-hmm. 430 in the morning mm-hmm. to get to work by seven. Right. The days that I drove or taking the train, then walking, mm. all of that commuting, like it was too much. I had no work-life balance. Mm. That should so be now, a DSM-4 or a DSM something diagnosis. That absolutely. commuting in this area, oh. there's times where I'm like... Wait a minute. This is not good. And in the days where I don't have to, it's almost like life does this when I don't have to commute. And that's the thing. Like yeah. I am a total different person. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, jumping out there to work for myself was mm-hmm. the scariest thing I've ever I done. I can imagine. And you know that was the next thing I was going to ask you. So go ahead and talk about it. It was the scariest thing uh-huh. I have ever done because I go from making this awesome salary uh-huh. where I can buy just about anything that I want yeah. uh-huh. to now... You know, I'm like, all right, well, did did they drop my deposit in yet? Did they do this yet? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm literally, I'm counting on every dollar that I get. Mm -hmm. But I have the big, the best piece in the world. Wow. Like, I don't wake up and say, I don't want to go to work today. Mm -hmm. I don't wake up and say, I hate this job. Right. I wake up with a plan for my day. Okay, I have these people, which means I need to do these activities with Mm -hmm. them today. Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do today to make my day easier? I have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to go into session and I give you a handout to do, Mm -hmm. I'm tired that day. Yeah. So now you think, you do it, and we can discuss it. Yeah. You know, I have the ability to do that. If wow. I don't want to work for a week, mm-hmm. I don't have to. Control over your own time. Exactly. That's good stuff. Exactly. So, you know, it just it, it's important to me now to have time to do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like today, I don't have any clients, but I did schedule some tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, three clients, I can mm-hmm. do that. You know, I'm not doing anything. Well, you're doing work because you really are promoting your platform right now, promoting your business I'm and sure. helping, and you're <laughs> inspiring other people because I'm going to guarantee you that there is going to be some woman or some person who makes that call to start therapy you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just from listening to this session. And so even I think if that's it's really not good. therapy, pursue mm-hmm. the thing that you want. 
Mm. Go for the thing that you want. Mm. I couldn't find any peace in any job that I had in D.C. Mm -hmm. They became very uncomfortable for me. Mm. I didn't like no matter how much the dollars were. No matter how much the dollars were, I hated those jobs. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't necessarily the people because I had amazing staff everywhere that I worked. We got along well. We looked out for one another. Mm -hmm. Like my teams were teams, Mm -hmm. phenomenal teams. Like people would be like, "You have the best team." And I used to call them Team Go Hard. Uh I'm like, "That's right." we're family like we we don't we are family and that's Mm -hmm. what i used to emphasize we are family Mm. but none of that was worth my peace wow like i couldn't 4 30 in the morning yeah to be to work by seven so i'm like aggravated driving through traffic to get to work i'm aggravated driving through traffic to get home Mm -hmm. and then by the time you unwind it's time to get into bed because i have to get up and go to work the next day yeah. So now this was about me. This mm-hmm. was more about, Tracy, what do you want? And mm-hmm. I never wanted a private practice. And my brother used to say it all the time. You should start your own business. And I'm like, Look no, no, mm-hmm. no. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do that. And then I kept saying, well, I need to find something else that I can do. Now, here I am with a license in D.C., yeah. a license yeah. in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, Talking oh, about you need I need to, to find, find something, something to I do. can do. Yeah. And I'm like, Tracy, what are you thinking about? Like, uh-huh. This is something you know you can do with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. Just give it a shot. Yeah. And it was funny. I came back to Baltimore. I accepted this job with this guy. And in two days, he told me I wasn't a good fit. Two days? Two days. Wow. After I left my government job to come start with him. Ooh. Because wow. that would have given me hours to work there. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 hours a week to do my private practice. Mm-hmm. But it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. We we was we like to hold on to that. Comfort. It was comfortable. Look at that. So I'm like, okay, I'm in a position now to be uncomfortable again because that's not what's for me. What's for me is mine. Like wow, I have to Tracy, work for like I really need you to like look into the camera <laughs> and tell the folks you left your job, left your job, and you were gonna do a little bit of your practice, mm-hmm. but then you were gonna do two days, or you know, you after yeah. two days of working with somebody, he said to you, what? I wasn't a good fit. <laughs> I wasn't a good fit. That was not his. Two after days. two days. After two days. But we all know what happened there. I was forced to go out here and do what I'm supposed to do. So, yes. you know, that same day I um, contacted an agency to do some contract work. And I got mm. that job. And then I contact. I was somewhere else. And I got mm. that job. So, wow. you know, the blessings were coming in left and right. And then... I interviewed somewhere else, mm-hmm. and this is so funny. Tracy, move your. They move needed your um, mm-hmm. a therapist to see their clients, so I'm working for myself, mm-hmm. doing my own billing. Mm-hmm. I just see their clients because they needed wow. a therapist, and they gave me a space. Look at that. So that space came with a bunch of clients, mm-hmm. and you know, so I'm like, okay, well, I have this, and then I'm I'm doing that, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. Like the first month, the insurance companies they mess with me. Like I can imagine, it was horrible. <laughs> It wow. was so horrible. I mm-hmm. didn't get paid for like two months. Wow. So I was seeing my clients. Oh, so you free. had to have some crazy faith oh, in yeah. what you were doing oh, to yeah. just move forward. Yeah, and yeah. I was still seeing my clients because mm-hmm. technically I could have been like, no, I'm not doing it because I'm not getting paid for right. it. But it wasn't about that for me. Mm-hmm. It was about let's start these relationships. Mm-hmm. Let's get them together and mm-hmm. keep on going. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, it, it was hard. It mm-hmm. is not, it, it is not easy. <laughs> it's not but the peace. But the peace. You have to want it. Like more wow. than anything, you have to want it. Mm-hmm. I wanted what was mine. Mm-hmm. And reclaiming hope is mine. 
Oh. Um, the name. Mm-hmm. I was looking through synonyms of uh-huh. everything, and I don't even know how I started. Mm-hmm. But I finally landed at Reclaiming Hope. I had no idea about mm-hmm. my logo or any of that, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for the people that I have surrounding me. Mm-hmm. Um, my hairstylist said, "Well, you know, gave me." She said, "Well, do the R and connect it with the H and yes. and I." Real quick, like she just uh-huh. said it off the top of her head, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, that's neat." So yeah. I had somebody to put mm-hmm. it out there mm-hmm. um, to draw it up for me. Mm-hmm. That was it, and that was it. That was it. That I was am it. so happy and so proud of you. Like yep. this is amazing, and it's it's amazing on many levels. One, you transitioned from work where you were making a pretty good oh yeah income, right? And to said, "You know what? I got this gift. It's here." Because you don't get to tell me that I'm not a good fit. Because really, this was not a good fit for my life to even oh, do this. Oh, that's exactly it. You know what I'm that's saying? Exactly so, yeah, it. you you were just a vessel to, so I can move forward. Yep. You know what I mean? But then, here you are working in Baltimore City with clients that I know. I know some of the issues that are being brought to you and this, that, and the other. Tracy, Why? Talk about why. I'm sure I know why, but talk about why you choose to stay right here and serve this community. Um, I grew up in Baltimore City. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, I moved in Edmonton Village when mm-hmm. I was a year old with my mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the city. Yeah. You know, I know the dynamics of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are fearful. I am not afraid of mm-hmm. any person, mm-hmm. any client. You know, it, uh, people are usually let fear lead them. Absolutely. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I lead with love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you what it is mm-hmm. that you never Say it got. Say you lead with what? I lead with love. Yes. So that makes all the difference in the world. You know, my mm-hmm. clients come in and they hug me. And I'm like, y'all know I don't be hugging people Yeah, because like you're that. a germaphobe. So I'm I, trying yes. to stay over here, yes. you know, all of that, just in case I have to cough <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> But they need yeah, that. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I make a mm-hmm. big deal over the smallest things because it's important. Mm-hmm. Like, just simple stuff. If I suggest a book to read and they text me a picture of the book, I'm hooping and hollering because yeah. I'm like, you're listening. Like, yeah. you know, you're trying to yeah. invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like love shows. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, down, I got sick the beginning of January and I had, you know, one of my closest friends call and cancel my appointments. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, is she okay? Is she going to be okay? You know, they were genuinely concerned about me. So Mm -hmm. that let me know I'm doing something right. That's right. Because they know that, you know, Mm -hmm. I love them. I am hard on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am hard on them. And I tell all of them, don't make me come looking for you. Because you got expectations. I do. And I will show up Mm -hmm. (laughs) looking for you. Yeah. You have expectations of them. And that makes so, that makes the difference. When I train folks who work with young people, I'm like, look, yes, here are their vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And here is where, you know, the issues that they deal with, but do not serve them from a place of lack in your mind. That's right. Because if you do, then they're only going to rise to what you give them. But if you come in that room and you come in there with whatever it is that you're bringing to the table with high expectations, the same expectations that you would have in a more affluent community or yep. whatever the case may be these kids are are um geniuses absolutely and they're just waiting for somebody to pull it yep. whatever that even if you see it in that moment yep right man tracy i tell you this is so much so much what else should we know about mental health before we close out what should we know what do you want people to know <clears throat> i guess the biggest thing is go with your gut mm-hmm 
It doesn't hurt to have a consultation. It doesn't hurt to go get that initial assessment. It doesn't hurt to talk to your primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the person you have that relationship with and you're comfortable with, right. talk to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can never go wrong with having somebody to talk to. Um, you don't have to have the deepest of issues to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, we help with problem solving. We help with coping skills. You know, We help with just talk therapy if you just need somebody to talk to to process what it is that you're feeling Mm -hmm. you know go if you know that you've lost a month of no sleep poor appetite your hair's coming out Mm -hmm. you know you have these rashes now Mm -hmm. you've been sick keep catching colds and all of those things Mm -hmm. it's time to go talk to somebody if you know it's been something that you've been holding on to since you were seven years old and you can't seem to forgive your mom for what she said or what she did or your mm-hmm. dad or your mm-hmm. cousin, whomever, whatever it is. Go talk to somebody to get That's it out. Good. That's really good. And then the other thing is that um, <clears throat> I notice a lot is that when you, you, you mentioned earlier about having people around you who believed in you mm-hmm. and who supported you and all of that kind of stuff. One of the things that I realize that we do sometimes as women is it's one thing to be supportive, but then it's another to um, let you stay in your mess, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it just keeps the same girlfriends come to us with the same issues over and over and over again. And at some point, you've got to say, okay, what you going to do? What we going to do? What we going to do? What is that step we're going to make together? We'll do it together, but what you going to do? Because we were talking about this five years ago. Exactly. And we were talking about this three years ago. I don't even care if it's me. Tell me, you know, let's make this happen because this has been an issue for a while. So maybe that's the step that folks, some folks need to take with their friends and say. Boundaries are important Mm -hmm. because I know for me now, you know, I do a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. I don't offer a lot of feedback unless people ask. Mm -hmm. I don't say too much because I can't afford to expend the energy unnecessarily. Because I still have to keep myself together. Yeah. Um, I have a strong core group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister circles and my guys, you yes. know, are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, my consultant, you know, my hairstylist. Like, I have people that are going to put up a fist if they have to. Yes. And, you know, put up some prayer if they have to. You know, <laughs> my my sisters, like, I have all of this support. My, You know, my cousins. Like, I don't mm. have people around me who don't who mm. shield me from manifesting to my best That's you know so my good. brother he's in atlanta but he's mm-hmm. pushing me you know all the mm-hmm. time try this do this mm-hmm. do that so you know it is just amazing to have groups of people in your life who mm-hmm. push you Isn't and it? see the best in you and yeah. want the best for you and mm-hmm. celebrate you and celebrate you that's so good um you know and i know we I don't even want to end this at all. I really don't, but I know I'm taking a lot of your time. One of the things that you made me think about is that I had to um, inbox one of my friends uh, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, you know, a distant, uh, somebody who's distant, I kind of grew up with. And I said, you know, why are your posts always talking to people who, well, if you this and, or if you're that, like, it's a very weird thing because I'm saying, if you have to post this stuff in social media, then that means that somebody around you has to change. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you have to change that whole thing. And then, you know, I have uh, women who will say to me, well, how do you um, not have certain issues and stuff like that? It's not that I don't, they don't, they may not um, come into my atmosphere. They may do that, mm-hmm. but they don't stay long. 
Oh, right. They don't stay long because, like you said, you have to keep this this boundary. You know, like, uh-uh. Yeah. Mm-mm. And you don't even have to say it, okay. right? And it keeps you healthy. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about, staying healthy, um, taking care of ourselves, recognizing things in others, and pushing them along the way. Tracy, what are three things that people should look for in a therapist? Um, you want someone who you feel like is relatable. Mm -hmm. um, you want someone who is straightforward with you. Mm -hmm. um, and you want someone who's confident in their ability to help you. That's good. Um, the initial therapist that I saw spoke to me in textbook terms. And it drove me bananas. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, did she pay attention that we do the same thing? Yeah. Like, but I don't, that didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I found someone who was open, who was honest, who mm -hmm. was relatable, who... Mm -hmm help me accountable mm -hmm. and that worked perfectly yeah. for me yeah you know at the onset when you meet somebody if you feel like that's somebody that you can work with and mm -hmm. i ask my clients my new ones do you feel like you can work with me that's good because if not it's no need to waste time because mm -hmm. at this point maybe i can help connect you with somebody else but mm -hmm. i don't want you to keep dragging like you hate to come to me right right you know i'm not for everybody mm -hmm. i'm not because right. i don't baby i don't mm -hmm. pacify if mm -hmm. you need coddling i'm probably not mm -hmm. the person right. you should come to honestly right, right. That's you know good. i will salute you and cheer you and push you but i'm not gonna baby you mm -hmm. because in that you know people a lot of people who require that are used to that and that's mm -hmm. the thing that they need to break mm -hmm. um but you know it's make sure it's somebody that you're comfortable with don't okay. do it just because somebody says oh this is a good person because their idea of a good mm -hmm. person may not be good for you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so go where you're comfortable you know you can get that vibe off the break. If you're yeah. not comfortable, get don't go vibe, back. Get that vibe, that feeling, that vibe, that feeling. Right? Yeah, yes. I need to feel this. Yes, this is so good, Tracy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Reclaiming Hope, yes. Baltimore City. How can people reach you? Let them know how they can reach you. And do you do individual counseling? I do. Okay. So I am doing individual um, family. I do group and I do employee wellness mm -hmm. trainings. Um, I'm also restorative justice trained. Oh, good. Um. I can be reached um, on Instagram and mm -hmm. Facebook at Reclaiming Hope LLC. Um, my website is www.reclaiminghopellc.com. And I can be emailed directly from um, my website. So if you go in and you have questions or you want to talk, there's a link there. My number's there. You can message me on Instagram. Facebook, I am very accessible. So yes. please, by all means, if you need to... Reach out, you can. Yes, yes. Tracy Allen of Reclaiming Hope, LLC in Baltimore City, Maryland. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.